Hello. Ooh. Welcome to the spooky trick or treat episode of the Peter Rabbit Hole. A undetermined amount of time <laughs> that feels like eternity. Truly. Oh man, we are already too bum, cheesy. Bum, bum. <laughs> Is there such a thing as too cheesy? Absolutely not. And Annika, what are we reading for our spooky episode? For spooky times, we're reading Frankenstein Doesn't Wear Earmuffs by John Lauren. And it came out in 2020, I think. Is it that new? It's very, yes, 2020. 2020, our newest book? I believe so. Mm. So we had a little bit of a foul up. That was really a shame. <laughs> we recorded this last night. We did pretty good. Yeah. We got through it. We didn't get too distracted. We had a nice time. And we hadn't recorded most of it. No, 12 minutes, I think. Yeah. And part of that was us setting up. So we're going to take <laughs> it again. So if you've ever wondered, huh, I wonder what it'd be like if they actually practice this. this, this kind find of out. I bet it's even worse. Uh, so we've decided to do it very wrong this time. We've got our cider. Yes. For lots it's of the daytime. We never record no. in the daytime. Um, we have a craft that might be too loud, but we'll find out. And we have a time limit because I have to go pick up the child from school. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Uh, if you can try and figure out where we stopped last night and where we began this time. Let us know. It's a fun game to play. All right. Well, can I tell you a little bit about John Lauren? Yes, please do. Great. It's only a little bit. Okay. Because Wall, John Lauren, has a very active social media presence. Yeah. You can follow him on the Instagram, mm -hmm. the Twitter, Great. the Tumblr, Ooh. the art source. Mm. He has the same two-line bio on all of them. Uh, well, it's good to have brand consistency. Boy, does he. Including his website. Ah. Uh, he does do some really good art. Yeah. Yes, we will be linking. All right. Let's see here. What are what are the two lines, Katie? Well, I didn't write them down exactly. <laughs> t tell you what. All right. Here is the official John Lauren bio. John Lauren is a freelance artist and author whose work has spanned illustration, video games, animation, and comics. Recently, his work has appeared in Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot 4, The Spyro Reignition Trilogy, the albums of AJR, and his picture books, Frankenstein Doesn't Wear Earmuffs, and Hugo Sprouts, and The Strange Case of the Beans. That's it. Huh. That is his bio in five locations. I mean, hey, it, it tells you what you need to know. Also, those are some pretty good... Yeah. Names of video games to be working on. This this is what I got. Okay. Uh, he he is from Maine. Great. He has multiple children. Okay. Number unknown. <laughs> Age unknown. More more than one. Less than ten. Presumably. No. <laughs> um. 
this book was dedicated to Nina, so mm -hmm. possibly one of the children is named Nina. Don't know. <laughs> Frankenstein Doesn't Wear Earmuffs is his first book. Nice. And then his second book would be Hugo Sprouts and the Strange Case of the Beans. Which sounds intriguing. It does. I am intrigued. His art, because he shares a lot of his yeah. art, just not of himself. No, I mean, art is of yeah, this, yeah. This is going to be the longest section with nothing <laughs> He has a very distinct style. He likes a more magical, mystical, Halloween-y even. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if you would like, you can take an illustration workshop with him November 5th through 7th. Nice. Go to his website for contact information. And it's hard to talk. I think a lot of his stuff online, or not online, but like yeah. a lot of the images he posts is just the thing he was amused to do. Right. There was one picture, yes. Wonderland's Winter. It's a piece of art, like concept art for a, what do you call it? A Yuletide role-playing game. Yeah. It seemed like you might be interested in it. I would play that game. You know what? I'm not even going to try and describe it. Because it's... No, it's it's very good. We're going to post it. Yeah. And that's what I got. Me. <laughs> he seems So, cool. a lot like um, our illustrator from last... From Too Much Gloom. Yes. Yeah, actually very similar. Similar sort of trajectories, I think. Yeah, and again, I'm like... I. I he seems from things I would peg him in his 30s, 40s. Because he feels right. contemporary... Ish. Ish. Yeah. But. Hey, he does cool art and I like it. Yeah. And I, I will definitely be following him because he does some real fun art. <laughs> fun facts. Yeah. We didn't say what craft we were making. We're making cool ghosts. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Unless we get distracted. Which could entirely happen. Truly possible. So, the synopsis of this book is a small boy who it turns out is named Frank, which we learned from uh, Mr. Lauren's Instagram yes. account, is very excited about Halloween, and he's going to be Frankenstein. And it starts on the cover, on the end papers, which is unusual and great. Yes. And he's got his great, uh, he's got makeup, and he's putting on his green makeup, and he's putting on his cool forehead extender. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That's what we decided to well, call it. Well, it's not really a hat because it's still part of his head, but it's not his head. It's the it's fake a hat. hat. Anyways, anyway, the standard Frankenstein with the with the bolts, and he's got a little strap under his chin, and he's got his reference material, and he is so ready. And then it's time to go trick or treating. <laughs> but then it turns out that perhaps it is a cold and stormy night. His parents start uh, suggesting different things that he should wear or bring with him to make sure that he doesn't have a bad time while he's trick-or-treating. And it starts with very big galoshes. And then we add some earmuffs that are bright pink and a yellow puppy jacket and a scarf. Everything to ruin Just all of ruins his... the whole aesthetic. Yeah, and he's, he's not impressed, so hard. But he's doing it. But then... What if you also need a lantern and you need a fanny pack to carry all your other stuff? And do you need a snack? And do you need some socks? In short, and his parents have completely lost a grip. They've, they've gone way overboard. They were right, but then they went a, a step too far. And this annoys Frank, as it might any child. And he 
declares that Frankenstein doesn't wear earmuffs and he leaves all of the things behind and he leaves to go trick-or-treating. But it is a dark and stormy <laughs> night. And so can't really see very well and it's pretty cold and maybe he stepped in a puddle and now his feet are cold. And then he meets up with his friends who are all also dressed up in their excellent homemade Halloween costumes. And it turns out they are all more seasonally appropriately dressed. And so they've got hats and mittens and an umbrella and some boots. And he thinks, oh, maybe, maybe. I could be comfy while I <laughs> trick or treat. Maybe I don't have to hate this night. Yeah. And so his parents show up because they knew that he was going to regret his choices uh, with all of the things that he might have needed. And they set off to do Halloween. And then at the end, we see the aftermath and it looks like they had a great time. And that is pretty much what happens in this book. Right. Except, and we're just going to slide right into the art synopsis. Yeah, because it's also not all what, what happens. happens in this book. Because half of this book is about Frank's imagination and like his feelings and embodiments of being Frankenstein. And how that keeps the real world of the weather <laughs> and, and your parents, parents keeps just bashing down. His image of, of, of terrifying, excellent Frankenstein, which is really well indicated in the art because the real world is done in a nice, like fairly simple cartoony style. Yeah. It's got, you know, the heads are big. They look like people. Um, but it's a very, oh, and we didn't talk about this. This is oh, rendered in. Yeah. Uh, the illustrations and hand lettering were drawn by hand on a digital device, which was which Photoshop. we have found out uh, yes. and preferably Kyle Webster brushes. Yes. Which are apparently very popular in the illustration crowd because my 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 people I listen to on the Drafty show also use the Kyle Webster brushes and they love them a lot. Ooh, we should link to that in the website. We should link to that in the website. Go to the website. Absolutely. I'll find the one I found I'll find one that's got uh less swears and more monsters. <laughs> Other I mean swears are fine. Yeah, swears are fine. We there's we some good some monsters, swears. though. They, they've got a couple of Halloween episodes that are Perfection. very good. Okay, so... Um, but, like, the kid in his life, and it's a very kind of straightforward computer it looks, animation. It, like, it feels... Yeah, it feels like... Simple shading. Yeah, very, very flat. Like, it's not flat, but, like, the colors are quite flat. There's, like, it's simple cell shading. It's not... Hair is kind of given texture with a squiggle. Yeah. It, it's real nice. It's just... It's very good. It's just simple, which I think is the point. And then, But the world of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, when he's imagining himself as Frankenstein in Frankenstein's lair, it's almost like an oil painting. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, it's lush and it's detailed and it's got perspective and depth in a way that the real world doesn't. And light. So much good lighting. Good light. Oh, God, man. I love his lighting, especially this first shot of him where you can only see Frankenstein's shadow mm. as he comes up the stairs. I was looking at the one where he's about to emerge oh, the first time and all the light. <sighs> yeah. It, it's lit like a film, like a yes. 1950s. Well, like a 1950s Frankenstein yeah. movie, which is the Frankenstein of this boy's dreams. Yes. And there was a fun quote. John, John Lauren. John Lauren. Apparently, if you want any information on him... Read his Instagram captions. Post. Yeah. Because, boy, we we do not, we're not interested in that bio. <laughs> uh, he was trying to come up with the most irritable color palette. 
um, so that the like real world worm colors could intrude on Frank, which is how we know the little yes. boy is named Frank. Imaginary world of all the cool colors. And yeah. boy, it's not just warm and cool. It's like... It's so stark. It's, it's so like, good. Yeah. It, it's and like, like the parents talk, they're, they've got speech bubbles usually, and they, their speech bubbles are orange for dad and purple for mom. And not like oh. subtly orange, oh, no, maybe like, it's umber. No. It's a orange. <laughs> Ooh, where'd I put my cider? On the book. Yeah, there. I, because it made the book. Oh, yeah. And I'm using a book as a coaster, and I hate that. <laughs> but sometimes. Well, when you're surrounded by books. It turns out this this corner you're in uh, is a lot of book. Indeed it is. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So the, the Frankenstein imagination moments are really lovely renders. Yeah. And they've still got... Oh, here's the thing. So the, the cartoon real world yes is like it's all it's all line work it's got outlines yeah. on everything and then the rendered frankenstein world is there's no line work oh that's funny i hadn't really thought about that like it's it's all painted it's yeah. digitally painted which is so hard to do oh my god to, to me the best way to really show the difference between these worlds is if you when you look at when we get to the parka the parka the way it's drawn on the kid is yeah. almost like it's a solid color with some line work. Yeah. And the a little splash of highlight. And then when you get to Frankenstein the monster, so happy about this parka. <laughs> yeah, and it's got like beautiful purple shadows on it and like the puffs are really defined and, and you can tell exactly what kind of coat this is. And the zipper like has little notches in yeah. it. And I don't it's it's a grace it's yeah. three gray lines yeah. in the real in the real <laughs> the world. world. Yes. Which I think in some ways makes it his imagination is the more real world. It's just such a good conceit. Like yeah. it's so well done. And the bats in the in the imagined world, there are bats that uh, hang out and it's a good time. Sure. Um, should we and oh the oh, no. the, the yeah. one other thing is that like this is a thing I said last time we record oh I guess no, that's, no, that's, that's a right. bad hint don't tell them <laughs> uh, but uh, the the way that these are are painted the imagination uh -huh. ones like the way that the like the setting and the creepy castle they never did a craft during a one again oh, yeah. Uh, like the creepy castle and the funny little haunted town that Frankenstein is Such approaching, which is very good. And we'll, we'll get back to it later. Um, but it feels a lot like a lot of the illustrations that you see uh, fantasy board games or yes. uh, the rule books for uh, tabletop role playing games. Like it's got that sort of feeling to me. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I mean, even though that's way more your world than my world. But yeah, it's got that layer and depth. Yeah. It shows it was very lovingly painted. Yes. We and spent some time on the Frankensteins, <laughs> and it's great. We sure did. Shelving notes. There aren't any. Halloween. Fiction. Fiction. Trick or treat. Fiction. Frankenstein. Fiction. Fiction. Monst no. Mm -mm. No. Frankenstein Fran is its own. Yeah. 
Uh, the library version of this book that we have acquired yes. has shell has two <laughs> two indicative stickers on it. One is a little pumpkin that says Halloween, and the other is Fall Holidays. So, which I guess is this and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Is the um, I mean maybe if they've got uh, are we being culturally unaware of other Rosh Hashanah? That's the wrong one. I'm a terrible fake Jew. Yeah, but I'll say you're way more Jewish than I am. <laughs> but still not very. <laughs> Raised by second generation, non-practicing father. <laughs> so. No, it's the one where you make the cool house in the backyard and you cover it in boughs. Oh. And you hang out in it. Yeah. And it's a fun time. I did it once at a friend's house. It was super cool. I could not tell you the name of it to save my life currently. Oh. Dies de Mortis. Dies Dies de, de, yeah, that is also, uh, that's not the one I was going no, for, but it aware. is also a fall holiday. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to check to make sure we're recording because there's no way we're doing this three times. No, absolutely not. Please do. <laughs> Yay! Hey! It's working. Daniel's definitely going to have to pick up a kid. Oops. Oh, do you realize? Oh, nope. Nope. Mm I'll, I'll save it for when we get there. Okay. Okay. The book. The book. Here's the book. We start with the end papers. The end papers are important, which I didn't realize the first time it's through true. because it usually isn't. Like there's often something cute or fun or like it's relevant a, to the story. Right. But it's not like important. important information. But in this one. It is. Our, our kid. Like you watch him build his Frankenstein hat and then put on his makeup and put on his costume and look in the mirror with all of his aforementioned research images, which I'm very impressed about. Good, good on his parents for buying him the green face paint. Yeah. I've even taught stage makeup many times. And every time Avery's like, so makeup, I'm like, no, mm -mm. no makeup here. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> And so good, good on his parents for letting him, bad on maybe letting him do it unsupervised. Yeah, there's a lot of green paint on that bathroom. Yeah, it, it looks exactly like the thing you are worried about. <laughs> looking I up. mean, his application is very good. Yes. He's using a sponge. He's got really good coverage. Yeah. I'm fair, except for a oh. little tiny bit on his nose, which is adorable. I And he's done it all the way down his neck. Which is key. Don't it's, stop at don't, your jawline. No, it will not help you. We're watching Halloween Town 2, uh, which were not ones I watched as a no, kid, but they're either. the perfect age. Yeah. Like, there's a goblin. He's a main character. And they stopped his makeup at his chin and no! like half an inch from his wig line. And I just keep being like, this is just lazy. I don't even do makeup <laughs> as a profession. <laughs> Though people have occasionally made me. And I don't, I don't do makeup as a profession. No. I did do, I had to, on a, on a Tempest that I worked, <laughs> I was, I was in charge of doing the Caliban makeup on a lovely, lovely man named Richard Watson, who I love dearly. Were you not in charge of John, um, ours? No. Oh, someone else. Mary. One, Mary did it. That was way too much. It was. We should have stopped Claire. See, that's the thing is that that one was a lot. My one, we had to show up. We had to start the makeup an hour before half hour. You also had an equity actor who went, hold on, this is bullshit. Yeah. So lovely, lovely Richard Watson said, 
uh, when he got cast as yes. Caliban because he's played Caliban before and he's um. had a rough time with it. Um, and so when he got cast, he was like, hi, you will have to pay me overtime for all of the time before half hour that I need to be here to put on the makeup in the hopes that it would decrease the amount of makeup they would put on him. And Seems instead like they said, tragedy. absolutely. And then made him show up an hour before half hour every time we did the Tempest. And he was the sweetest man on the planet. And he got mad that I wasn't being paid for being the makeup person specifically. Right. Because it was such a big commitment. Yes. Um, that he split his overtime he extra really? pay with me for the whole run oh. of the show. It was just like, it was the sweetest, most lovely thing anyone's ever done. It like, That's he's just really a dream. Great. But it was like, we put a scar on his face oh, and he had ear extensions and he wore contact lenses. And then we covered all of his, so his face had, it was like stippled and it was green and it was all over. And then he wore a hair piece. Sure. And then he had the green on some of his skin. Uh-huh. But then he was covered in mud. That which was, was made. And right. But it was like on a bodysuit. No, it was on his person. Oh, oh, that's a choice. And it did work. But he also had to stay like an hour after the show, just showering it off every time. It was, I mean, it was very cool. And he looked looked so good. And it was such a pain in the ass. And that was a surprising tangent that I didn't mean to go on. But anyways... Uh, the in paper, in paper, <laughs> twenty minute story. But if you go to our Instagram account, uh-huh. I could post a photo Ooh. of the makeup. You, that you is mean it this time? I mean it this time. Okay. I'll even sign into the real Instagram account because last time I did tag as promised, but I did it from my account, personal account. That's fine. They just now know who you are. Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, end papers. We're getting ready. We're very proud and excited about Frankenstein. We're title page. He's and this is the first time we get the setup. So yes. our little kid is growling down, down the, the hallway, hallway, and his shadow is the monster. And it's so big and like so clearly a, re- a quote unquote real Frankenstein monster. Yes. Yeah. And then as the page continues, the hallway sort of morphs into the stone of the castle. Here's a funny thing proportions the kid uh-huh his head clearly the biggest part of his body yes frankenstein oh the head is proportionally small and his like forearms are the <laughs> biggest part of but yeah that was yeah, just a real real cute yeah um and then the 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 neat thing about this title page is the way that it feels like movie credits a little bit yeah and how like like too much glue, which we have also mm-hmm. talked about having the title, not the title, the we our liner notes. Yeah. Um, hey, if you know what these, this is actually supposed to be, please let us know. Please let us know. You can send us an email at the at the, the Peter Rabbit Hole at gmail.com. Thanks, that would be helpful. Yeah, I, we would really appreciate it. But anyways, um, this one is clear, like it's 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 cute and clear, right? Because all of the information is in. Like picture, picture frames, frames like the other family photos on the wall. Did you notice his picture frame? His clearly school photo has lasers in the background. Yes. The oh. perfect school photo background. It's all back now. Too. 
Yep. All right. And thus, thus we begin the actual book. Upon a haunted Halloween in deepest dungeon lair awakens monstrous Frank Frankenstein to give you all a scare. Because indeed, this book is in rhyme. Yes. The whole time. The whole book. Well, there's no, a lot it, of interruptions. But they're but they're interrupting the rhyme specifically. Mm -hmm. And, and they very key. Key moments and they fit the rhythm. Or they, they break it so hard that you're like, this is awful. <laughs> Which is the point of those interjections. And, oh man, this is a good, like, Dracula's oh, castle. so good. I am... Mm. I mean, it's the right, it's, it's correct. Yes. Especially for like a nine-year-old, eight-year-old. Yeah, I'd put it in. Eight. Yeah. Eight, doing his imagining. Right. But like, Frankenstein, it doesn't actually live anywhere near a Dracula. No. But he comes all... from a lab in like Victorian England. Um, I would also like to point out though, that England's got a lot of old buildings. Absolutely. But this just reads so hard as like, a Dracula. <laughs> oh, yes. Even, like, there's um, stone figureheads on the columns, yeah. and they look bat... Ga uh, not Gargoyle. Gargoyle. Yeah. But they've got big bat vibes. Oh, yeah. And because there's also the bats. Yes. There's bats following him, and there's some rats following... Now, the rats what's are very going on. key yeah. to a laboratory setting of this time. <laughs> or now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, so Frankenstein is coming up the stairs, and then he emerges, and you finally see him, and he's so big and scary oh, with his glowing eyeballs, and he's so good. And he's wearing the same outfit yeah. that our kid is wearing. Including sneakers. Yeah. They're very subtle. But they are there. Yep. And then we get our first true interrupt, interrupt time. Beneath the grim and ghostly sky, the moon alight with fright, Frankenstein emerges on a dark and stormy... Hold it! And again, it's this green and blues and grays color scheme and this big old neon orange. Hold it. <laughs> and like the the lettering is different. It's a different font. Yes. And the it's a it's a little bit cartoonier. It's a, more wholesome. And here comes Dad. And we're with back the world's biggest boots. And we're back and our little kid and his little chin strap forehead extender. Yep. And his Paper garland bats, not his flippity flappity bats. Yeah. And there's dad. He's being so helpful. So helpful. Because it's looking iffy. So take my old galoshes here. They're waterproof and spiffy. And they are dad's galoshes. Like these do not fit this child. No. I am curious about why the child doesn't own boots. Uh, as someone with a child, <laughs> it's sometimes hard to keep appropriate footwear in the appropriate size. Super fair. Um, it's just like, they're just so comically oversized. And I get that that's also for the joke, but they're like, he could wear them on his head as a hat oversized. Like they're so big. <laughs> <laughs> and so we jump back to Frankenstein, Frankenstein who looks less scary now. Yeah. Cause he's, his, uh, his trick or treat basket is here. Final has arrived in the, the world of Frankenstein. Yes. The imagination world. And he's wearing the boots. And they are beautiful and rendered and going blop, bloop. blop, 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 blop. I like to go bloop, 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 even though you're right. <laughs> and also those sound effects are in the real world colors. Because they're... Oh, yes, they are. They're I in the yellow. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's fun. But... 
And he's like, well, this is awful, but I guess I'm going. Now I'm going. But the bats are even, a couple of the bats have their eyes open and are judging him just a little. His stance, too, is like the stance of a kid trying to waddle along a giant bird. But he's trying to make the best of it. Yeah. he's. You know, it's not great, but he's going to do it. In giant red and fluffy boots that just don't fit him right, Frankenstein emerges on a dark and stormy. Hang on. And now it's Mom, who's being super helpful. And it's getting pretty chilly out. So she's got uh, earmuffs and a scarf and the aforementioned yellow puffy jacket with some mittens on a string and a hat that never gets used because he's got the the hat wouldn't work. No, because he's essentially wearing a hat. Yes. But don't worry. She's custom created Frankenstein shaped earmuffs. Earmuffs. Absolutely. Like they have been taken apart, curved to fit around the hat and then taped back together. I... That would take some effort. It, but it does, it, it, you know, it means that you don't have to have the fight about how the earmuffs don't fit over the hat. You just eliminated one step. And it's the worst color palette imaginable. Just so bright, so pink and orange and yellow to go with his spooky green Frankenstein. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now we are one defeated Frankenstein. We're so unhappy and we're going blop, blop, blop with our boots and floof, floof, floof with our parka and our scarf. And, you know, we're going, but it's we're not happy about it. And at this point, more of the bats have woken up and are like, oh, hey, buddy. Oh, oh. We're, mm, that's yeah. a, some choices you're making. Yeah. What I love are the earmuffs are too big on actual frights. <laughs> so we're, we're grumping about it. Yeah. But we're gonna go. We're still going. We're gonna do it. But no, no, no. Now, now is where the parents get a little lost. In they the lose weeds. their damn minds. I mean, the first one is true. You should take a light. Absolutely. They have given him a camping lantern that is as large as his body. A flashlight seems like the appropriate choice, right? I, I had. Yeah. My parents specifically bought my sister and I two Halloween lights. One was a jack lantern. One was. A ghost, maybe? We, yeah. we took turns fighting over who got which one. I don't know which one I wanted and which one she won. Just, you know, general yeah. chance to fight. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I mostly just took an actual flashlight because we never thought of it. And my dad would go, oh, hang on. <laughs> Find me one of the flashlights in the basement. My... Uh, but now a fanny pack. Yep. So that you can carry all of your things, like batteries and extra socks and tape, and reflective underwear, binoculars, and yeah, and then here, and then a snack, yeah, um, for the fanny. So the fanny which, pack gets filled up with nuts and raisins, which actually great idea. It's really not a, a bad idea because then you aren't just eating the candy as you go and getting. I mean, it's part of the joy. Yes, but it's also kind of hard to eat. Your candy yeah, it's hard to eat your candy while you're trick or treating. You have to unwrap it. You have to do the whole thing. Well, and like. You're holding your thing. Yeah. So having a snack in your fanny pack, I get it. Did your parents fuss at you about how much candy you ate while you were trick-or-treating? Yes. But not a lot. Mine did too. And it's kind of irrelevant because you're going to eat so much damn candy, especially by the time you get home. What the hell? At least you're burning it (laughs) off while you're on your Yeah. But, but here behind him is the pile of things that they think he should bring, which include an umbrella and a rubber duck and a teddy bear and some socks 
and some binoculars, a bottle of water, which is a good choice. That's actually a great choice. Uh, a I tool never would have box. Of. Yeah. And there's a there's like a bandage or some toilet paper or something like an running ace through. Bandage? It looks like an ace bandage to me. In case you sprain your ankle, I guess. Yeah. Real real possibility at my house currently. <laughs> this kid has some excellent expressions throughout. They're so but good. This one. This is the one. <laughs> He's so unimpressed. He he we've gone from being defeated to surprise to angry and this one is just the resolute like he has made a choice and it is about to happen yeah and you see frankenstein is trying to lug the the imagination frankenstein is trying to lug all of these items out of the castle and the bats are like oh boy buddy i don't know and it goes crunch bloop Bloop, crunch, crunch, <laughs> crunch, bloop, crunch, bloop, crunch. As his coat and his scarf go, floof, floof, floof. And so then we get to our first speech bubble from the kid in Frankenstein. In giant red and floppy boots with earmuffs way too bright, a puffy orange parka, and a heavy camping light, some smelly, stinky tube socks, and Okay, a, that's it. And it just layers on top of it. Yeah. We've done... We've talked back and forth about some feeling of speech bubbles. The speech bubbles are such part of the art. Yes. And they're, it's it's always so clear who is talking. Very clear. Avery loves the speech bubbles. Yeah. Um, and then we get to... Uh, our this, kid. Our kid moment. And it's, Frankenstein doesn't wear earmuffs. And he has flung... All Everything. of the things off. And he is now back to his original outfit. And he is leaving. He is storming out the front door. And he's going to trick or treat. I'm out. <laughs> yes. And there and there, our Frankenstein emerges mm. from the castle. That is such a Dracula castle. It's such a Dracula castle. <laughs> Into a Transylvania town. Yep. And it's just... Roar. And he's got his tiny little trick-or-treat pumpkin uh, hanging off his thumb. You'll notice the trick-or-treat pumpkin has this big smile. Where he's having... I do like that the trick-or-treat pumpkin has changed expressions over the course of this book, which we haven't really mentioned. Yeah. Ooh, just a real quickie. I love the light swirling from the light post. Yes. It. It's just so... It's such a good style. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it. There's no dungeon that can hold him. Your earmuffs are no use. <laughs> Halloween's begun at last, and Frankenstein is loose. Oh, oh, but maybe windy. it's windy. windy and it's dark. I like that in the where the dark and foggy, the the pumpkin also cannot see. Right, he's kind of happy about the wind. Yeah, the fog. Hmm. He's pleased to see the ducks in the he's duck puddle. Though. <laughs> so excited about the ducks. Uh, Frankenstein has stepped in quite the puddle. Yeah. And there so, are three ducks. Just chilling. And ducks are bizarrely a theme. They are. We haven't really covered it, but... We got a rubber duck with... I think our, our first one is the rubber duck that mom and dad send out with him because... Yeah, because it it's just in the... Pile of crap. Yeah. But then the duck stays, so the duck gets rendered into Frankenstein imagination. The duck gets... Oh, I don't see the duck being tossed. Um... Oh, but then uh, clearly the, it doesn't because he gets to yeah. go on and be. So anyway, so he meets these ducks in the <laughs> pond and he's cold and it's 
Wendy and he's froze and the pumpkin is unhappy <laughs> and the ducks are like, what's up, my dude? Yeah. It's a nice night, right? Isn't this lovely? Uh, and now his ears are feeling frosty and he starts to franken think that maybe this year's Halloween is really going to franken stink. But then he meets his friends. Hi. And hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. They say. And we're still as a monster. We're yes. still Frankenstein in Transylvania. In, in the funny little town with like a cool wrought iron fence. Mm -hmm. And the leaves are fluttering. And we meet all these other monsters. And there's a witch in Willie Mittens. And there's some adorable ghosts wearing hats. An excellent mummy. Such a good mummy. Such a good mummy. In a scarf and a hat. Uh, the werewolf in the rainbow sweater is God, I love it. so good. Dracula in the orange slicker <laughs> and, and that, umbrella. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then there's this robot in a scarf and yellow rubber ducky, ducky. boots. Good luck. Yeah. And an alien with uh, mittens. With mittens. <laughs> and, and then the next page, it's the exact same page. Yeah. Even the buildings are in the Match. same places. Yeah. And it's, the, it's our kid and all of his friends in all of their winter gear over over their also homemade halloween <laughs> costumes oh and we find out the alien's a dog yeah he's a good dog he is a good dog wearing little booties who do you think the dog belongs to i assume it's the robot I, from the i think it's the robot also yeah it seems to be an alien with all because the, the other ones are very classic yeah. monsters and those are the two more yeah. modern yes. monsters if you will Ooh, and we get another duck the weather yes. vane on someone's house. Yeah, and so it's just the it's the good good homemade Halloween costumes. Oh, they're so great. And like the witch is wearing a funny nose that's either glued on or elastic. Elastic, I, maybe. Oh, we I had hope an elastic, elastic. We had an elastic green rubber yeah. witch nose. Oh, the rubber, so bad. Well, I feel, but I I suspect that it's not because Frankenstein has his chin strap and our werewolf friend has, has an elastic because yeah. she's got a whole muzzle on, which is just an unpleasant time. Oh, around. what a commitment though. It's so damp in there and it smells bad. I was really lazy one of my last Halloweens and I, we had a big dumb rubber mask and I just wore it with a big coat. Mm -hmm. Worst decision. Never wear Oh God. It's, it just. You spend the entire time wrenching it off your head being like, <sighs> and then you're all sweaty and then the cold October air hits you. It's the worst of everything. <laughs> They're all very sweet. Our ghosts are very good because they are obviously children's bed sheets. One has stripes. One has flowers? Clouds? Unsure. But they've just like tattered the ends and put some holes in them and called it a day. Do we think we got permission? Hard maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's, there's no way that these kids made their costumes, left the house, and mom and dad Just. or grandparents or someone didn't yeah. see them unless we've got some maybe parenting issues <laughs> going on. Maybe these were some dead sheets. That's, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. Or we already had a conversation about how you really shouldn't do this and you are in trouble, but also, yes, you can go trick-or-treating. Right. Well, you've already ruined your sheets. You might as well be ghosts. They're most likely siblings. How's that that's, feeling? That's how I feel. Oh, and we've got a little head jut difference. Yeah. 
Um, and they're wearing very similar but differently colored hats. Those do feel like maybe Grandmother May like has her hat style and you just yeah. pick the yarn. Yeah. Uh, and here's what I also love. Everyone's winter gear is just as obnoxiously bright as his. Like, yes. No one's in like a navy. Puppy. Oh, absolutely no. not. Oh, that mummy, he feels like he might be cold. I do worry about the mummy a little bit. I mean, maybe maybe he's wrapped out of polar fleece. <laughs> it's just called fleece now. In my day. In my, back in my day. I actually asked about polar fleece one time in Joanne's, and they, she had no idea what I was talking about. And you know what? She was my age, if not older. So... Uh, it's like the, the terrible conundrum of the child at the hardware store when oh, I asked yeah. for a chicken wire. Didn't have any of that. And after a long conversation, it turned out that perhaps we meant poultry mesh. <laughs> no! <laughs> what a good day. Oh, okay, but now, now our... Uh... Yeah, so he feels a little bit better because everybody else is also wearing their funny looking winter gear on top of their costumes. And our, but our parents have come with slightly less stuff than Not previous. Not a lot less. Well, we certainly- The bandages and the duck are still here. But we maybe have left the toolbox at home. We do seem to have left the toolbox behind. And we've maybe had a small moment of negotiation of the appropriate amount. Yes. And he actually looks a little pleased to see them. Yeah, well he's cold and he's wet. And all of his friends look just as dumb, too. Yeah. And then we get the possibly the best page in the book. I think it's the best page in the book. In this page, the our kids are down on the right, but the vast majority of the page is them as their monster selves yeah. off on the left. And they're in the same, like, positions and... Same poses, yeah. largely. Even the the alien dog and the alien alien yeah. has his tongue <laughs> hanging out. Oh, and Dracula's just zipping along. Zooming. He's flying. With his umbrella Bella and his Ooh. candy bucket. How is that umbrella working as he is going for I'm just saying the wind would oh, catch him. Yeah, no, it's that's a that's a that's a magic umbrella, I think. They're so pleased in both versions of Oh yes. We are same look of delights. The witch, she's carrying a broom. Avery was a witch last year and wanted to carry a broom. And you always think it's going to be fun yeah. to like have a prop. No, it it's just gets never in the way. fun to have a prop. And my parents went out with her. And after a while, when they came back, I'm like, so uh, who who carried the broom? <laughs> because I don't. My mom may have actually been a better sport of carrying random prop things mm -hmm. than I'm remembering. But I'm pretty sure she would have talked us out of it because she knew. She'd be carrying the broom. Yeah. And it's important to have a quality handle on your candy bucket. Yes. Although I think eventually I switched to pillowcases. We had big orange, and I bet you they're still on top of my parents' fridge, um, <laughs> big plastic jack-o'-lanterns with a plastic handle. Yeah. So by the end of the night, it always cut into your hand. hand and sometimes they, I had one. Feel like I had maybe it was someone else I was with. I feel like I watched one uh, fail. Oh no! <laughs> it was rough. I mean, we retrieved the candy, but I'm pretty sure I watched that happen. I like now because now they're like fabric. Yeah, they're not quite big enough. If I'm being honest, because boy, do you get 
a stupid amount of candy as you should. Yes. Well, if you've got a parent along who's a really good sport, sometimes they bring a pillowcase. Yep. And so you can get fill up your bucket and then empty into the pillowcase and then return with your bucket. And also then you get to knock on the door and people will be like, Oh <gasps> no candy. More candy for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh real quick, I love this mummy. He's like the the real mummy is so creepy. Yes. He's got like a big green face just hanging out the bottom of his bandage. Just such a big spoofy mouth. What one bit where I question the reality of the scene. Good. Glad that's on there. <laughs> Our real monster mummy is more unraveled than the child. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that kid has barely got three. Yeah, absolutely. Tethers. By now he's running. Yeah, no, that, that mummy costume has disintegrated. Absolutely. And I don't, it's, yeah. A mummy costume is, ne- is always a bad time. It's never easy and it never looks right. And it always falls apart. It takes so much more work. So much work. Because you essentially have to get sweatpants and then stitch it to it. And yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually known anyone to dress up as a mummy. I feel like I have, but I don't know if it's true. Or it just feels like a thing that must have happened. Well, because you do you do all the other standards. Yeah. But like everyone like goes, mummy. No. It's the right choice. Yes. Skip the mummy if you can manage. So Frankenstein wore earmuffs on that night so grim and ghostly and dark. It... Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So Frankenstein wore earmuffs on that night so grim and ghostly and dark and stormy Halloween was pretty warm and toasty. <laughs> and then the end paper is the kids in their candy coma. Yep. With all of their terrible wet outdoor gear just piled, piled. and the candy piled and everyone's just sacked right out. I would love this. Yeah. Just have all the kids piled in. I only traded candy with my sister. And Mm. we had a very... So, because... Yeah. My friends were definitely trick-or-treating in my neighborhood, but my sister and I went out together because my mom went with us. And we very much knew knew what our trading situation Uh, was. Yeah, I didn't really trade a lot with anybody. Sometimes maybe with my friend Leslie, who I did, I guess, the most trick-or-treating with. But she liked chocolate and could sort of give her anything else, you know, give or take the rest. But she also was a an avid saver of the uh, Halloween candy. I was too. Like it would hit March. Yep. And there was still a stash. And I was like, how do I don't understand. Yep. I was not. I, I do not have that delayed gratification brain part. Absolutely not. I will eat all of it now and feel awful. Thank you. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I ate plenty the night of, but then, um, but then just the ability to know that there would just be candy whenever you wanted. If you could just take a couple pieces. Yeah. Stretch that thing out till Easter. The next (laughs) day, float up. And yeah, it was always, there was always a fight with her mom every year about getting rid of the Halloween Mm -hmm. candy and so sometimes I do, and like usually by the time it hit February or March, she'd be like, "I don't really actually want this." And so then I would get very elderly. Yeah, I'll say, and it's also the super bullshitty stuff. Yeah. Top two Halloween candies, and then just one that was super weird that you always remember. You didn't necessarily like it, but it was always pleased it was there. Pleased it was there, but 
it's bad is the tiny, tiny, tiny pumpkin balls that are maybe gum or maybe just chalky candy. And I cannot remember which, but they were sour and then sweet. And I loved them. We did not have those. Yeah, maybe they're a Canada thing. I don't know, but I, I love them. <laughs> Favorite candies, though. Um, I th- well, I'm going to change my answer from last time, I think. Now okay. I've thought about it. I think it's Rockets, which are the Canadian version of American Smarties. Because Smarties are something else. different. Yes. Smarties are like M&M's, but taste different. And Arrow Bars, when I could get them. Those come in a thousand flavors. What's like your flavor? Just no Oh, just. Chocolate. I mean, I'm a big fan of the mint one, but those didn't start showing up until I was older. Oh, is it kind of like how Kit Kat makes a lot of weird flavors now that didn't exist? Yeah. Fair. Um, but I love, I love those bubbles. The bubble in your mouth. I went, I tried to, there was, when I first started living in the States, Uh because as discussed, I am from Canada. Right. There was just, there was a day where all I wanted was an arrow bar and I hadn't really clocked that I couldn't get one. Oh, that they weren't handy. And so I was like, oh man, all I want is an arrow bar. And everyone in the shop I was working in was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, an an arrow, an arrow bar, an arrow bar. It's arrow with an A, arrow bar. And they were like, this doesn't help, Anna. <laughs> and so then I obviously went to the commercial from my childhood, right. which is just random business people putting a square of arrow on their tongue and then going, a bubble in your mouth. <laughs> Not familiar. And that also got me very blank stares. And I was like, fine. I guess you don't have my good candy. Fine. I, when I've been there in National, nothing brings me the same delight like going into a convenience store and being like, what candy bars do you have that I don't know about? Because <laughs> it's, it's one of those things you don't think would be so different, but... So different. Oh, haze, um, hazelnut candy bars are my favorite. Mm. Every time, I'm always like, ooh, do I get these five or these five? It's, it makes me... Hazelnut is like one of my top two flavors of all time. Um, And it makes me so sad that North North America just doesn't Doesn't go in for hazelnuts. No. We all love Nutella. Yep. Guys, we can put it in other things. Bueno bars are pretty. Are like the only other. It's it's the Kinder Buenos. Those have have hazelnut. They never quite do it for me. It's not enough, but they're okay. Yeah. Anyways. Oh. uh, uh, Your top two favorites and and a weird outlier. Um, ooh, dots, which I'm like the only person, which also meant I could get all the dots I wanted because my sister was like, yeah, here, you don't even have to trade me. Take this trash. I just don't want this garbage wax. God, I love them so much. And, mm, ooh, I am going to change it. Midnight Milky Way. And that's just my favorite candy bar. Mm -hmm. And they're harder to come by. They are rarer. And we talked about this last time, so it won't be a surprise. Mm. All right, I'm actually going to pick two weird things. Okay. Candy cigarettes. Yeah. Because who doesn't love to pretend they're smoking and eat some chalk candy? And watch your parents be horrified but not say anything about it. Yeah. The wax lips. Oh. Oh, did you not have those? No, we did. Sometimes. They were, I mean, don't actually chew them. They're horrible. It's not food. 
but they sure were fun to take out and be like, look at these weird things. I like chiclets. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know why. They're trash. No, chiclets were pretty okay. I was pretty into the chiclets. Do you know I don't like candy corn? I have you like, are not alone. I have one every year thinking like, these can't be as bad as I remember. Yes. Yes, they can. They could be worse, though. Did you know they came out with yes. the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving feast flavored yes. candy corn? I, There's a really excellent Twitter thread that is um, someone describing the taste of all of the different flavors. And it's very good. My favorite murder, which is my yes. favorite podcast. Did a whole tasting session one time. And I was horrified. Yeah. And because they don't do a good job of telling you which one you are. Like, maybe this is cranberry or maybe this is gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the experience. Yes. Of reading the book. Lovely. It's It's just a fun, it's it's a quick, fun time. Oh, we didn't talk about the moral. That comes after the experience. Yes, it does. We don't have our sheet up, guys. It's all wrong. I mean, it's right there, but it's not up. Right now, it's not up. Uh, The experience, yeah, like the rhyming is nice and easy. It's easy. It's got a. It's got a very clear rhythm. Yes. To the to get to your rhyme, it's got a really clean rhyme scheme, and the interjections happen in places that are clear and also make sense. And the, the parents rhyme, too. Yeah. Not Everybody like rhymes. they're quickies. Yeah. Um, reflective underwear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even when they're shouting over each other, like yeah. batteries and extra socks, you can't be too prepared. A roll of tape for stuff that breaks, reflective underwear. underwear. Yeah, it's not like the most logical rhyming, but it completely but sings it, its way through. It, yeah, it fits... It fits the same like dumpty dumpty rhythm yeah. as the rest of the book. So you never you don't have to like meter that I guess if you want to use the technical term <laughs> you could. Um, but it also it means that you don't have to like switch your brain right every time you switch which world you're in. Cause I can see them like that that would be a yeah. possibility for how to do it. And would be a logical choice. Well, yeah. Like, I can see how you would get there, but it would make the reading experience a lot trickier. And to me, the whole point of this book is you have this perfect vision of how Halloween's going to go, and the real world just, just keeps interrupting it and layering on to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, with a jacket. with nothing. And a hat. And some boots. <sighs> oh, maybe some gloves. Are you sure you don't want mittens instead of gloves? Ugh. Are you wearing your long johns and your sweatpants? I'm so glad my <laughs> trick-or-treats were not as cold as your trick-or-treats. <laughs> they weren't always. I, there were a few halcyon, like, just perfect weather days right. that were Halloween. God, we'll where you just magical. wore your costume and some sneakers. It was so good. And maybe, like, a t-shirt. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, a, like, still a long sleeve shirt underneath. Yeah, but not, not a whole snowsuit. Which is another thing I did more than once. It was the winter boots for me that just killed it. Or the or the rubber boots. Either one was always a disappointment and a bad time. Two years ago, Avery was a pink fairy. Yes. She was very 
poopy. <laughs> and it snowed the day before. So she is in her Halloween parade with her snow boots, which lucky for her, were pink hey. and kind of fluffy. <laughs> um, and then she wore her coat and was so cold that she called trick or treat before I did. Oh, buddy. Oh. And I don't know. We get a whole, it can be such a mix. It's, yeah, it's such a crapshoot. It's just that time of year. Yeah. Because it could literally be any weather. Yes. Truly. But my worst one was the sleet one. The one where it sleeted. And I wore boots and a snowsuit and my brown corduroy teddy bear outfit that fit over my snowsuit. Which is really great. my mom is on your... very smart. Yeah. And I was miserable. Oh, I can't. I mean, I'm sure it... It was so... It was dark and it was cold and it was icy and it was wet and it was a bad time all around so my neighborhood my town was very weird and we didn't always trick-or-treat on the 31st mm -hmm. it had something to do with like they didn't like for trick-or-treat to happen over the weekend weird. or sundays it, yeah, i don't fair. know i don't it, i imagine it was part of the thought was to cut down on hoodlinism mm -hmm. whatever oh but no you finish your story so so occasionally if they were talking about bad weather for trick-or-treat, they would reschedule, which I think is why oh. I don't have a ton of memories of being, of ever really getting rained on. Fair. Because we would do things like have trick-or-treat on the 29th. Okay. I mean, weird, but not wrong. Yeah. Like, it has an upside. Yeah. What do you call oh. the night before Halloween? The night before Halloween. Ah, I don't, I'm, it's not, it's like, not a thing. It's not all saints. No, thing. it's oh. not. That's oh. the first. No, the night before Halloween in some places okay. is called mischief night or oh, I've... in my neighborhood for reasons that I absolutely could not explain. It was called Mac night. <laughs> don't know why. Oh man. That's... And it was the night you absolutely put your pumpkins on the inside of your house. Because they would because be smashed. Absolutely would be smashed. And you mostly didn't answer the door because it was just like jerk teenagers being terrible. And like the, the like room, I don't, I didn't know anyone who had it happen to them, but the like story of the worst Mac Knight trick uh, was you took dog shit oh and no. you put it in a paper bag and lit on and fire and then you lit it on fire on someone's doorstep and rang the doorbell and ran away. That is vandalism of that. Point. Like it's just arson. Right? <laughs> Yeah. What if no one's home? And also or, it's on fire. Also, you're not answering the door because it's just jerk teenagers yeah. and there's a fire happening <laughs> yeah. on your front porch. Um, yeah. I don't actually wor worry about jerk teenagers. That was not an experience. No. I mean, I guess probably once or twice. But, but it wasn't a tradition. No. Like this was a, a well-known Sort of like, it had always happened, it always happened. Mac Knight happens before Halloween, and it's always a time for people to be dicks. And I'd like, it's just a like established thing. We were talking about it in the green room. It, it was sort of divided across the country. Like some people... Some people knew, some, some people knew it as Mischief Night. That's the more common American name. And uh -huh. then some people were like, no, it's just the night before Halloween. What are you talking about? Yeah, which is apparently me. Yeah. Uh, I We keep our jack-o'-lanterns inside because the damn squirrels well, out here yes. will eat them. That was never a problem where I grew up. And oh. I grew up much more wooded area. Than... No, we, we had some squirrel upsets. No, I've never. And the squir <laughs> every year the squirrels are eating, which gives them a whole different gnarled look. 
the moral. <laughs> um, it's best to plan your costume for acceptable visual layers. Sometimes your parents might be right. Yeah. Even if it sucks. I had a good one last time and I don't remember what it was. I'm pretty sure in our shelving notes we went like parents being right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the Oh, oh, I comfort over fashion. Comfort over fashion. We say in our matching cobweb sweatshirts <laughs> in this slightly too warm room. Yeah, it is. Oh, Oh, we didn't go down and check to make sure the heater was turned off. No. No. Your your Halloween costume will never live up to your dream of it. No. It it never will. It never will. She she says that she needs to go finish her daughter's overly complicated vampire costume. Yeah. I, I maybe since I don't make costumes that much anymore, make my child overly elaborate costumes you have maybe chosen a slightly extreme vampire costume this year it would have been fine I, ex had i not been out of commission for two weeks it would have been fine yeah i'm but here we are the child seems to be concerned i won't finish <laughs> it in time and keeps trying to enlist Annika's oh <laughs> subtly oh so subtly so, as so she looks subtly. at me she's like but is it going to be done she's very worried i'm working on it yeah that's the moral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't pick overly complicated Halloween <laughs> costumes, Katie. That's the moral. It is the moral. Uh, we did not do much on our craft this time. No. But we have to hold the book. We had, yes. And apparently my wrestling was saying, but tell you what, we'll post a picture of the one ghost that was yes. made. He's very cute. But we did have cider. We did have cider. And spooky matching sweatshirts. So there's well, that. Maybe we'll take a picture. Maybe. <laughs> of the sweatshirts laid neatly on the bed. <laughs> Invisible people. <gasps> Engagement. Uh, please, please, if you wear a costume this Halloween or are near a child that you're comfortable sharing a picture yes. of, please tag us on the Instagram. We just want to look at some Halloween costumes because so we fun. think they're neat. And... If you if you have a picture of you as a child with your winter gear on, oh, that would be ideal. That would be fantastic, that would be perfect. But any any Halloween costume will do. But yes, uh, winter appropriate Halloween costume or inappropriate with additions uh, would be the best. You can tag us at Peter Rabbit Hole on the Instagram, or you could email them to us yes. at thepeterrabbithole at gmail.com. And you can go to the website for a full reading yes. of Frankenstein Doesn't Wear Earmuffs and maybe even a video of the dumb... Oh, yeah. And a link to a Halloween episode of The Drawfee Show. Yeah. Which is some cool people doing illustration and being weird friends. It's a good time if you've got a while to kill. So you can find those on our website at www.peterrabbithole.com. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Bye! Okay, bye! <laughs>